<clears throat> Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir and folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows a turkey and some this Help to make the season bright Tater tots with their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep tonight They know that Santa's on his way He's loading lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is going to spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase Two kids from one to ninety-two Although it's been said many times, many ways Merry Christmas to Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for, well, we're recording on Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. What's going on? How are you? My name is Quinn and this is my show. I know what you're saying. Quinn, you just dropped an episode two days ago. What are you going, what, what's going on? What's happening? And I tell you, well, I told you we would be doing this Sunday when we recorded. That's just how the cookie crumbles around the holidays. There, There's one rule we have here at the Beantown Podcast, and that is we bring you new, fresh, live content every single week that we are live on the air. And I believe this is episode 258. That's 258 weeks. Um where I have been checking in on you. Never once on this show, although we've mentioned it and we've teased it, it's never happened. Never once have we, you know, recorded a, a you know, a month's worth of episodes and then just dropped them periodically. We this is 258 separate live installments of Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast. Welcome to our Christmas special for year five. I am the creator, the uh, mistletoe, the chestnutter, all that good stuff. Uh, chestnutter does not sound appropriate. Uh, cut that. Uh, for this show, Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast. We are one of the top 500 podcasts here on the north side of Chicago, and we are coming to you live on a Tuesday night, uh, frankly, just because... Uh, I'm off today. I had a little bit of time earlier at a brewery, Beguile Brewing, to do some writing for this show. Yes, I prepared uh, slightly, ever so slightly, around 30 seconds, give or take, 45 to be generous. 
Um, but it's just, you know, the way things work around the holidays, you're, you're busy, you're doing family stuff tomorrow, going to the suburbs, and then, you know, you don't want to be burdened with having to do a podcast out there, and then Christmas is on a Sunday, and uh, I mean, I w- I'm close, I'm, I'm not going to do it because I'm a little bit gassed at this point, wrote a big fantasy football note earlier today, so I'm a little bit gassed uh, just creatively, so I'm not going to do a second episode for kind of our New Year special, which is probably going to be needed at some point, though, because uh, as you all know, brother, the podcast Jack Furness is getting married on December 30th, which is a Friday, uh, we're going to have to find carve out half an hour to do an episode there it's it's tough because it's you know it's good because you got a bunch of family in town and you could have a really fun episode you know draw draw up a concept or something but it's also like there are so many other things that we have to do and and want to do so not sure how that cookie is going to crumble but that's it's a good problem to have just like listening to the beantown podcast it's problematic but it's a good problem to have uh hello to those of you on youtube it's good to see you what's happening what's going on um i decided to go live on youtube so if you want to watch this after the fact for audio streamers Castbox, apple podcast spotify Player FM, wherever you get your podcast, I don't care. Uh, Apple, Google Play, whatever. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube. I'll tell you this: if you are, if you're coming streaming a couple days later, you didn't join our live show tonight. You're really not missing much. Um, I didn't even go out and get our Bean Town podcast live on air sign because it was in the other room. It's literally me on the couch with my fancy new Cubs sweater from uh, Father of the Girlfriend. Shout out to Rachel Ramos. Shout out to Jose Ramos for his hot new Cubs pullover sweater. It's pretty cool. My first time wearing it. I love it. It's kind of, it's old school. It's got like the Indians colors, like Cleveland Indians. Of course, we can't say that anymore. We can't say Eskimos anymore. I suppose the FCC is going to find me because I didn't say listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the show. Number one, we'll occasionally some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. FCC is going to find me for saying Cleveland Indians because you can't say that anymore. But it's sort of got the Cleveland Indians colors. I got my DePaul hat on. I got my Sheen sweatpants, S-H-E-I-N. They're hot, hot, hot. I have Sheen sweatpants. And uh, probably going to be breaking out my Sheen suit jacket at some point during the family festivities next weekend just because it's a great suit jacket that I got for like 12 bucks. I gave it a test run in Manhattan last month, and it killed I was walking down the street. I was like Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3 when he's got the, you know, the cool new attitude and outlook on life. And he's snapping his fingers and he walks out of the bank and he's doing the Dante Culpepper, you know, celebration with his hands and his arms. It's good stuff. Um, that's sort of what how I feel when I'm wearing my sheen jacket. For those of you out there bitching... First of all, it's Christmas. Get over it. Second of all, I know it's a, apparently it's Shine. I was not familiar with this retailer, Shine, uh, up until about a month ago. I guess month and a half, two months at this point when I made the purchase. I don't really recall how I ended up. I think I was looking for a, a just like a solid pair of. Uh, you would call them sweatpants. I would call them swish swish pants because that's the name or the uh, onomatopoeia, onomatopoeia, I can't spell that. Uh, 
adjective uh, sound they make as you're walking. You know, sweat sweatpants can refer to a lot of things, but if you got kind of that soft cotton uh, vibe, that's what I think of when I think of sweatpants. These are kind of the thin, synthetic kind of fabric, if you will. They just serve different purposes. Anyways, I think I was shopping and just looking for a solid pair of those because I had a good pair of kind of the softer ones. But my best Swish Swish pants, which are blue, which I still wear around the house, uh, they have a hole in the crotch. So I said I needed some new ones. So I was shopping the clearance section. Somehow I found this uh, retailer called Shine, which looks like Sheen. Uh, on my uh, Google search or something. So I found some pants there. They have this. If you're not watching the the uh, YouTube stream, they're just like regular kind of grayish blue swish swish pants, but they've got this hell, hell of a kick-ass rainbow kind of stripe going down the side. It's like the next best thing after the Rex Quando uh, pants from Napoleon Dynamite, whatever that actor's name is. Not John Grease, who we all love from White Lotus, but... Um, He's in uh, he's in office space too. I can't. Diedrich Bader. Um, I've got this cool stripe going down. It likes it's blue and purple at the bottom, then it gets kind of red and pink, gets back to blue at the top. It's awesome. And apparently, I really don't have any memory of this. Maybe I was drunk, high, both. I don't know. When I was shopping, I also found this kick-ass kind of plaid suit jacket. For I think literally, I have to go back and look at the order. I think the two of them together were like twenty-five bucks, Uh, and they're both really like. Maybe I'm just stupid and not fashionable, but I think they're awesome piece of clothing. The sweatpants are just like very standard sweatpants, but they have a cool stripe on the side, which is a good conversation starter. And the jacket is totally kick-ass. I know some family and friends are probably going to see it uh, in a week here. I'm thinking rehearsal dinner. I'm thinking, you know, reception for dancing. You know, the the possibilities are endless. Uh, Before we jump into our show here, but anyways, that's what you're missing on YouTube. So not much, to be honest. Uh, I wanted to... Mention what we're drinking on tonight's show. We got, uh, we've got our Pendleton whiskey. I got some some new whiskey last week, so this is Pendleton. It's pretty smooth. And then we got the last of our six 2022 peanut butter porters from Sagatuck Brewing. It's delicious. You know what I really what I need to do one of these days. I think maybe just like next time we go to Sagatuck. So I guess next year, this time. Well, I don't have to go to Sagatuck to get the peanut butter porter, but I think I have to go to Sagatuck to get the Cracker Jacks beer uh, from Mitten Brewing Company. It's also, it, it's like the peanut butter porter, but even a stronger peanut kind of effervescence, E-F-F-E-V-E-R, for, wait, E-F, E-F-F-E-V-E-R, V-E-S-C-E-N-S-E, I think, effervescence, effervescence. It's only, that seems like a lot of letters for four syllables. That's pretty tricky. Oh, God. Popcorn. Colonel, stuck in my teeth. How did that happen? Hmm. We're not going to be able to go on with this show until we fix this. I had a little bit of, like, two bites of popcorn last night, but I flossed it, thorough brushing, all that good stuff twice. Well, it's really sneaking. It's really lingering. Hmm. We're so close. It's all the way up there. You know, 
if this were just a regular old podcast where we weren't doing a live audio stream or a live visual stream, oh my God, got it. We would have just paused it right there. Apologies for that last 30 seconds. That was crazy. Um, but for me, and that's one of the reasons I don't eat popcorn often. Um, when you get a kernel in a bad spot, you got to, for me, it's just like I got to do it. I got to take care of it. Um, Cause who knows? Maybe you forget it tonight. Next thing you know, it's three years later, and there's still. Uh, I don't know what what do you call that? A popcorn. You, everyone's like, oh, it's a popcorn kernel, but a kernel is like the little unpopped thing, right? This is like the stupid ass shell that comes on the outside. I don't consider that a kernel. And I'm someone who knows corn and kernels. I always play as Colonel Mustard and Clue, and I detested corn for seven summers. So, sort of a kernel expert, if you will. Um, but I wanted to mention what we were drinking and I want to do to finish the thought on the beer. I want to do a, like an ultimate peanut taste test between the Sogtuck Brewing Peanut Butter Porter and the Mitten Brewing Company, Cracker, Peanuts and Cracker Jack, I think is what it's called. Um, I think I might, honestly, I might be a bigger, uh, Peanuts and Cracker Jack fan. It's just stronger. It's a little bit saltier. The peanut, I mean, the peanut butter porter is vintage it's classic and it's absolutely delicious i love it and i fell in love with this first um and it for what it is it's amazing it's i think the peanut butter or the peanuts and cracker jack is a little bit like fuller bodied if you will if that makes sense this is the peanuts stronger and it just has a little bit more backing to the peanut flavor so they're just kind of different, but I think I I think I like the peanuts and cracker jack a little bit better. Granted, I've only had it twice in my life, so it's kind of hard to know. Um, I wanted to before we get into it, we're talking Christmas Christmas myths today, Christmas myths uh, live on the show, and uh, we're gonna try to keep this from being crazy long. I know we were shorter last week, longer the week before. I want this to be a very standard, solid episode. We don't, you know, spoiler alert, there's, you know, Santa Claus is not coming to town. Uh, we don't have any special guests lined up. No one's calling in. This is this is just me, you, and, and myself today on the show. Excuse me. Um, but I did want to shout out to our sponsors real quick. Thank you to our friends at Home Pride Oregon. When you need your home inspecting in Central Oregon, you got to call the expert, someone safe, certified, someone you can trust. Call Steve. He's my dad. You can find him at 541-410-0316. You could also use it. Uh, I don't know. If you go to Market of Choice, try it out for the employer discount. You could go shopping at uh, Fred Meyer. See if there, you know, you get some sort of rewards points, 10 cent off your gas fill up. I don't know. The number is publicly available, so I don't feel that bad about it. When I go shopping at the Jewel Osco here in Chicago, Division of Albertsons, I use Betty and Jose's home phone number, and that gives me all the sale prices. I don't feel bad about that. They're the ones getting the points, okay? Self-sustaining economy. Go to HomePrideOregon.com. Tell them Quinn sent you for 0% off your next home inspection provider. Home, ins- home, home Pride Oregon inspection perfection. That we, it's been a frantic start uh, 15 minutes into the show here, and you might think, well, Quinn, you're blasted. I'm not. I had two rounds at Beguile Brewing while I was doing some writing, 
And that uh, was a holiday flight, which was three five ounces of different holiday flavors they had. Two of them were very kind of tart and sweet. I thought they were very similar and unnecessarily similar. And then I had 16 ounce of uh, an IPA, essentially. So that was my math, 31 ounces, which is basically two pints. And now I'm drinking my whiskey and my, my peanut butter porter. So it's like, yeah, that's, that's a healthy amount for a Tuesday in the late afternoon. But, hey, I'm off, man. I'm just, I'm living life. This is my third straight day off, Friday, Monday, today. And then technically the university is closed beginning now, essentially. Um, and I'm still doing some little things here and there for my other two jobs. But, frankly, um, I kind of set my own hours with that stuff. And I can sort of determine how much or how little I want to work. So I'm really just leaning into it. I will say I was going – we've – you know, before we finish our ad reads here, I have to mention that Rachel, my lovely GF, shout out to Rachie, this morning when she asked me what I was going to do today – um, or last night, I don't remember. I said, well, I'm thinking of going to see, because we've talked about this many times on the show in the last month, Avatar 2, Way of Water. Way of the water. And, uh, you know, Rachel's been making a lot of fun of it, saying I don't like blue people, they're stupid, you know, those indigenous people, they they should have their rights stripped from them. Um in general, indigenous people, they don't belong. And I, I said, whoa, 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 stop, because you don't know what you're saying. Like, you don't want this to go live on a podcast or something. But I said, I think I'm going to go, because Tuesdays, apparently, at the Landmark Century Cinemas at Clark and Diversity, right where I used to live, um, apparently they do $7 shows all day. So I was like, boom, matinee, I'm down, let's do it. It's a three-hour movie, way of WADA, here I come. And Rachel said, well, no, I'll go see it with you. Uh, I think Rachel's in it for the Diet Coke and the popcorn, which is fine. Um, But all that is to say is I was going to go see Way of Wata today, and then I didn't. So we're still yet to see it. So please, no spoilers. When, if, and when you email BeantownPodcast at Yahoo.com. Again, that's BeantownPodcast at Yahoo.com. Please do not spoil Avatar 2 Way of Wata. My prediction is that one of the kids dies at the end of the second act. Maybe one of those heroic, patriotic Marines, played by Stephen Lang, takes him out. And uh, that sends Sam Worthington, who apparently is still an actor, into a fury. But here's my question. They're already working on Avatar 4. Where are they going to go from here? I've heard that Avatar 2, the visuals are great, but the story is just kind of like whatever. My question, uh, that's not a surprise. That's kind of what we all expected. So my question is Avatar 3, Avatar 4, and the, you know, they're, I think they're going up to 13, I think, is the final number. What are they going to do with these stories that's interesting? Because Avatar 1 was literally just dances with wolves, um, and there's like a million other stories that are the, that exact same plot. And Avatar 2, I actually don't know anything about the plot. No one's really spoiled it for me, which is good. But I've heard there's not much of a plot. The third act is great, but mostly it's just visually stunning. My question is, we've, we, so we've had Pandora, which is land. We've had Wata, which is water. Where are they going for episode three? The sky, presumably. But they already did some flying around in the Avatar 1. So maybe they could go to outer space, blue people in outer space. That'd be pretty spooky. I don't know what James Cameron has up his sleeve, but I know he can't do Wata again. 
maybe maybe he will. Who knows? Because that first movie made like a billion dollars, actually. So, one of these days, hopefully around Christmas time, I know our days are limited, but maybe we could go on like, I think Rachel still has to work through Friday. I don't know when we're going to go. I'm getting stressed out thinking about this because I'm every day that passes by that I haven't seen Way of Wata, I feel just left out from society um, in a sense, which I, I'm a societal guy. I'm social. I'm, I'm sociable. Um, and I just want to feel included. You know, I haven't been able to tweet about Way of Wata, even though it's been out for almost a week here. And uh, feel kind of like a loser, honestly. So that's where we're at. Uh, to finish our ads reads here, ads reads, uh, ad reads, we have our good friends at Samson. Uh, we're talking into it right now. Our good friends, the Samson Q2U series from Genesis to Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and then the actual one where Samson shows up, which I think is First Kings or Second Kings. Either one doesn't matter. Uh, I don't know why we needed two, like, we already have some long-ass Bible books like Psalms, Lamentations, Job, I think, has like 40 chapters. So why did we need a First Kings and a Second Kings? Let's, there's no reason for these arbitrary splits. Let's just throw them all together. We can have one Kings, one Chronicles, one Samuel. Well, how did, you know, how did these people decide that Samuel was going to get two books? I don't even really remember who Samuel was. Obviously not important. Uh... Daniel, is that a Bible book? I can't remember. I think so. I think Daniel's one of those where he goes to the lion's den and there's, uh, you know, he's working with uh, King Darius, who is Xerxes' dad, and Daniel sees the writing in the wall. I don't really know what the writing said. It was in Hebrew. You know, we never got that translated. Speaking of writing on the wall, great OK Go song, amazing uh, music video. It's got one of those Rube Goldberg machines. Don't let me forget. I got to listen to it later. And a brief side note to just say, and I th- I think about them actually frequently. Um, OK Go, Chicago band, who one of my favorites. I've seen them live before, actually. I think they were at the Vic. I'm not sure. Um, but the thing with OK Go is like, what like what happened to them? Um, they're still semi-active and stuff. Um, and they made that one song. Excuse me. They made that one song um, during the pandemic all together now. But um, they just like haven't done anything. Not to disparage them. I think, you know, multiple of them have young kids. But I just... Yeah, and this isn't meant to be – sorry, I got sidetracked for a second. This isn't meant to be disparaging at all. It's literally just curiosity. Like you're a a, a musician is your thing, and I know they've done some like creative stuff uh, that's not just music. They've done some art stuff. Um, But I just wonder from like a financial perspective, obviously they're making it. But if you're like the drummer, Dan Kepka or whatever his name is, in OK Go – um, and you like, they haven't put out a record in five years, I think. Must have been more, even more than that, eight years. I'm not sure. They're not playing shows. They did one really random ass show at Niagara Falls, like six months ago or something like that. But just one show. It's not like, oh, okay, goes on tour. Um, and they put out one single in early twenty, mid twenty twenty, whenever that was. 
not part of a larger project. It's like, how are, what do these guys do to survive? Do they make enough when they were a hot band that they're just like not really working? They, I, they got to be doing some things music related or otherwise to like keep their lives afloat, right? I don't know. I would love to have, you know, Damien Kulash or DePaul alum Tim Nordwind on the show or uh, Dan Kepka or whatever the guitarist name is. The second one, there's they had two guitar, they have two guitarists, the original one and then the new one. Andy uh, Buckley was the old one, and the new one is Andy something else. Um, two Andys. That's what they put on their Craigslist ad. We're looking for a kick-ass guitar player. Must be named Andy, so as not to confuse our fans too much. All this is to say, when God speaks, he uses a Samson. We got to hurry up here because we haven't even gotten to what we want to talk about. We're 26 minutes in. This is ridiculous. Finally, our good friends, uh, Cuts by Q. Just did a little fresh Cuts by Q today. I might need a slight touch-up. I caught it, so I just did the back um, because the back was kind of all over the place. It was a jungle out there. Um, like Randy Newman says, and I kind of got unintentionally like the Chris Bryant like point going on in the back. So I suppose if I want to be like a kick-ass third baseman for the Rockies, who's oft injured, I love the word oft, O-F-T. You usually have to use it with a hyphen. Then I think I look good, but I don't know. Um, we're you know I was gonna say we need a second opinion. Well, I know exactly what it looks like. Because I did some funky uh, shifting around with the mirror. So I just have to decide if I'm satisfied with it or not. Do I want the point? Do I want it straight? I think the point is kind of new. It's kind of modern. It's kind of trendy. It's kind of edgy. And those are all words that most people use to describe me. But I don't I don't know. We're going to have to decide. Straight is just so boring. But I kind of, you know, if I didn't have a brother of the podcast wedding coming up in 10 days here, then I wouldn't have thought twice about it. But I just, not that anyone's taking pictures of me from the back, hopefully. But, you know, there's probably going to be a lot of famous people there, um, esteemed dignitaries. What do you you think you got to do just in life in general to become an esteemed dignitary? I don't know. When you need a fresh do something snappy or new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. All right, welcome to part two of the Beantown Podcast. We haven't stopped once because we've, we've been live streaming on YouTube, and there's not really a good way to like pause that and resume. So we've just been firing it up, and uh, GarageBand seems to be working great. The Mac has been very responsive today. About to finish out 258 episodes here, knock on wood. Um. Oh, last thing I want to mention before we get into exposing Christmas myths, and I I know we, it's just the time of year when, like, football is on my mind a lot, if I'm being completely honest with you, and I try not to make this a football podcast. I know we talked, because it's just not that interesting. Um, I talked about it for a hot second because that Colts-Vikings game last week was crazy, and then we did a whole episode dedicated to the Colts, or the Vikings-Bills game, because that was just ridiculous. Uh, But I did just want to very briefly shout out uh, the entire Furnace family this past weekend as of, uh, you know, the end of the Packers-Rams Monday Night Football game last night. Five for five 
in fantasy football wins this past weekend. Uh, sister of the podcast, Abby Furness, was in the toilet bowl against cousin of the podcast, Hunter Dennison, who won our league last year. He got married Labor Day this year. He represented our division, uh, and Abby kicked his ass uh, in the toilet bowl. She had her highest scoring game of the year. And then the four Ferni, uh, yours truly, and Walt, uh, brother, oldest brother of the podcast, we play in the same division. And then Jack and Steve, uh, brother and father of the podcast, also play in the same division as each other, not as us. Excuse me, along with Abby. So Jack, Steve, Walt, and I all had our individual games. Uh, I played Steve Johnson. Uh, Walt played cousin of the podcast, Jake. Uh, Jack uh, played uh, first cousin once removed of the podcast, Kyle. And uh, my dad played our commissioner, Uncle Andy, who's been on the show before. You all know him, Jack Lynx. Anyways, we crushed him. It was up, ups and downs, roller coasters, things that take way too long to explain. But all you need to know is we have four teams remaining in the Great White North's historic and storied 17th season this weekend, beginning a Thursday night already. It will be Jack versus Steve and Quinn versus Walt. Winners will square off in a championship game. Uh, if I win, then my, uh, which I really don't think is going to happen. If I win, then I will be playing against either Jack or Steve, and both of those teams are the two teams I've played in the championship game and my two wins. So uh, it won't be anything too new. And all four of us have won before um, multiple times, I believe. None of us, we all have at least two championships. I think Jack has two championships. I know my dad and my brother Walt have have three, I think. So it's uh, the rich getting richer here in the Great White North. And no complaints here because uh, I worked my ass off for it. Um, I don't think I get a lot of credit because it's just like a small family no money money on the line just bragging rights and uh you know there's really only like two or three of us who are really just like super invested in trying to do well week in week out um and this isn't like a hyper self up podcast but i work my ass off at this stuff put a lot of time into it very proud of the results it has been a just the rockiest of rocky roads of a season. Um, literally lost my number one draft pick this last week after one touch. Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Lion King, uh, and Home Improvement fans will know. And Wild America, Oscar winner. Lost him after one touch. Uh, lost my second running back in the third quarter. And we still won. And what that means for this week is I have no clue what we're going to do. We could realistically lose to Walt by about 75 points. That wouldn't surprise me. I, on, the last thing I'll say, I honestly feel like the uh, Black Knight in uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where he gets one arm chopped off, second arm chopped off, both legs chopped off. He's still ready to go. That's honestly how I feel about my fantasy team. My wide receivers have been pretty stacked all year. And to be perfectly honest, like Joe Burrow is is consistently awesome, even with his sliced pinky this last week in the Bucks game. But my running back's dead. Tight end, not dead, but you look at the point production, you say, okay, basically dead. Uh, streamed, just bad defense decision this past week. 
looked good on paper. So it's just like I've really thrown the kitchen sink uh, at the Great White North this, this year, and it's got me this far. So we just keep keep doing crazy shit, essentially. And I don't know. We got lucky this last week. We'll see what happens this week. Um, I wanted to get to our the meat and potatoes, the actual topic of today's show, 33 minutes in, which isn't so bad. And uh, this is the last thing we're going to talk about, and then we're going to finish up, I promise. Uh, mostly because I'm I want to eat supper. Uh, have I didn't eat. Uh, Let's see, I had coffee for breakfast and ended up having two slices of bread from our soup on Sunday for lunch. And so I just like kind of went through today without eating accidentally. So I'm excited for supper. Let's put it that way. But I wanted to expose some Christmas myths. And I, I wrote Christmas myths. And I wrote enough down here to go an entire hour with just this stuff. But I'm not going to. And the, the Christians in the room, the uh, right-wing nationalists, are really going to want to turn it off here. But I wanted to mention, uh, and some of these are probably things I've said in the past. Some of, the things, some of these things might be brand new. But these are really in no particular order. Uh, I was just doing some brainstorming earlier today. Um, I was mentioned I was doing some writing at the brewery. Uh, for And these are not really like... I, I literally just wrote down random things in my phone's notes app as I thought of them. Number one, Mary being a virgin. Okay, you are not convincing me. It's never happened before. It's never happened since where someone asexually, a human asexually produces. Dude, Mary, and I'm just, okay, a, a quick time out for like the prudes listening right now. No offense to you. I'm just going to let you know that I'm, from here until the end of the show, I am just going to like use whatever language I am feeling in the moment, and I don't apologize for it because it's just how I feel, and that's how my internal monologue runs. And this is not a show that is trying to protect people's feelings. This is Quinn David Ferns presents the Bean Town Podcast. Okay, unpause. Mary and Joseph were totally fucking, like not not a question they weren't careful they you know they ran out of condoms she wasn't on the today sponge uh he didn't pull out in time look i'm not here to judge i'm just saying they were totally banging and instead of welcoming the ridicule that they were responsible for you know bastard child hooking up before marriage whatever yada 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 i hey i don't cast judgment um if you want to get, you know, you want to bang before marriage, like, who cares? I don't care. Um, I think you should. Imagine getting married to someone you've never had sex with and then finding out you're not sexually compatible. Uh, it'll be like that uh, that Saoirse Ronan film on uh, Chesil Beach, which is just a nightmare. And that was one night, right? You can't have that. So Mary and Joseph, I'm not calling you out. Because you wanted to, you know, you were horny. I'm saying, like, don't create an entire religion, you know, based on it and be like, oh, Jesus is this miracle child. He has this magical father who no one can see named God. All because you were, like, afraid of being chastised by whomever, the Bethlehem Star or something, which is a newspaper back in those days. On parchment. Mary was not a virgin, okay? Like, 
the Catholic Church is going to blacklist me for this, um, but I've said what I want to say. Okay, remember that uh, Randy Moss press conference when he decided I uh, decided he was, or not decided he was. Dude, Merry Christmas to you, Kyle Ligon. Thanks for tuning in, my old basketball coach. Believe it or not, you're coming in at a great time because we are just railing on the Christmas church, much like Joseph was railing Mary behind that uh, Shepherd's Inn. Um, but what I wanted to say was, uh, oh shoot, I lost <laughs> lost my my train of thought here. I don't even know. Oh, when Randy Moss got traded. Back to the Vikings in 2010, 2009, whatever the second Favre season one, which, which was an absolute disaster. He had that press conference on, and press conference, and he's like, pull your 84 jerseys out, I'm coming home. And then they made a uh, like remix song out of it. It's pretty good. It's, it's, it'll take you back, you know, 15 years, 13, 15 years, uh, to better times. Brett Favre, rest in peace. Is, I don't think he's actually like going to prison, is he? Obviously, he, like nothing's been charged yet. He's just in like shit crick without a paddle, I think, with all this stupid welfare stuff. How can you be? Well, I I'm not gonna say like how can you be the stupid like you're that rich. I understand it because there's always more money to get. Like I totally understand that it's a human thing, but just how can you be that rich and be like you know what? Let's scam some 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 elderly people so we can have more money. Like, what do you what do you what is there left to do if you're Brett Favre, where you're like, you know what, these old people, fuck them. I let's like swindle them out of money, swindle S W I N D L E, so we can say like, like what do you need at that point? I don't know how much money Brett Favre made in his career. Um. You know, it's not as much as, you know, like Brady, obviously, and then Mahomes and these younger guys are getting crazy contracts. But let, let's just figure it out right here. Brett, and he lives in Mississippi. So my rent up here is 2300 Brett Favre's rent is probably like 700 a month. Brett Favre, how much money? This is hard to do with one hand. How much money did Brett Favre make? Well, we'll just find his net worth. According to Sportskeeda, whatever that is, net worth $100 million. Uh, this other one says $110 million. He earned apparently about $140 million in contracts as an NFL quarterback. For context, base salary... All, all three of my jobs from the time I started working full-time when I was 22, that's been almost seven full years now. Best guess, Quinn has made around, I don't know, conservatively three hundred dollars to $400,000. And Brett Favre made $140 million. What do you need to scam elderly people for? I don't remember how that relates to Mary not being a virgin, but that's the point I wanted to make. We're exposing Christmas myths. We're exposing Brett Favre here on the show. It's a whole separate episode. Moving on here. Okay, Mary and Joseph, they ride donkeys into town, apparently. I don't know why they were living in the sticks anyways. Like, you should be in the center of town, close access to buses, subways, trains, light rail, whatever. There was no room at the inn, okay? This... We mentioned the mythical being that is God, G-O-D, five minutes ago. So you're telling me that Mary and Joseph get to the inn, 
you have Jesus who's inside of Mary, who is also God, which is weird, triumphant. God had three in one, threesome, foursome, really, three in one, three in Mary. Woof. Um, but God is omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent, which I always felt was weird to say, omnipresent. Like, it's just a weird word. There was always a, there was like a Bible verse in Second Timothy or something. We had to, you had to memorize it at Winston A. to Juana's class. And that whole, that whole premise was flawed. It's like you memorize, you have to memorize, the whole thing. Okay, time out. You go to class. You go to have fun on Wednesday nights. There's three parts. There's games led by Tom Perkins or Commander Bob. Uh, there's the message, if you will, which was like a guest speaker every week. You know, John Sprecker, Brad Beaver, um, uh, John Sprecker's son-in-law, uh, Brad. What's his name? The guy who uh, got arrested for you know molesting a underage girl or whatever it was good stuff you know love the church but the third part is where you like go into your group like so it's like all the third grade boys together all the fourth grade boys together you know there's five six seven kids in there whatever the whole thing is you have these books that are like adventure books but they're interspersed with bible verses and the way you like level up the way you progress is to memorize a bible verse this is any, you know, a lot of times when we talk about like the church and Christian things, it's like, oh man, that's fucked up. This isn't fucked up. This is just like very unproductive. Um, the whole thing you were supposed to do during that half hour or whatever is like read your book that has the Bible verses in it, read it to yourself. And then I'm not, I'm not kidding you. I don't know how like common or popular this is still among like church groups like kids groups youth groups i would estimate that it's still a thing it just feels really weird you are just supposed to like memorize it like you would memorize a piece of music memorize you know a poem like memorize a bible verse hand your book back to your you know group leader or whatever recite that verse to them and if you get all the words correct in the right order then you get to progress to the next verse but you never go back it's not like oh you have a test at the end of the semester. Here's, like, what did you remember from the verses you you memorized, quote? Because you would just memorize it in that 30 seconds, say it, and then you get to move on. You don't retain that. It just feels like a really, I know you're young kids, you know, you're like sixth grade and, and under. But that just doesn't feel like, if I was, if I had, like, created my own religion and I wanted to, like, spew my beliefs upon kids that's not how i would approach it uh maybe that's just the masters of science and education policy in me that you know i took a teaching and learning class but i don't know it doesn't feel right basically what i was trying to say is there's no room in the end god is omnipotent omnipresent omniscient he couldn't afford 40 shekels a night for you know the Radisson, the Four Seasons, the Holiday Inn, Bethlehem. He, they could have definitely afforded the uh, America's Best Value Inn that Rachel and Amanda, Rachel's sister and I stayed in, uh, the three of us at uh, in, in Champaign when we went for Dad's Day weekend back in November because that place was a just, excuse me, a dump. Shower didn't work. 
It was spooky. But we made it. We survived. I think I would be less critical of it if it was more affordable. Because it was like, I don't know, like two thirty to fifty, three hundred a night, something like that. Something absurd. Moving on here with furthering exposing Christmas myths. Every time I say it, it's not an accident or it's not uh, purposeful. It is an accident, and I end up lisping it. Um, the shepherds, hearing from an angel of the Lord in all caps, L O R D, in a field, you know, and the angels like, "Do not be afraid." Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Those shepherds were definitely hallucinating. There's no magical angels in the sky. I'm thinking like they were smoking some doobies, maybe some grass, maybe some fermented hay. Like Colin Hay. I can't get to sleep. I think about the implications of diving in too deep. For any uh, people out there who are not fans or unaware of uh, Men at Work, the famous band of Colin Hay, go check it out. I mean, Overkill is a great song. You all know Land Down Under from just radio play. Um, There's a couple other songs that are pretty well known by those guys. But I think Overkill is great. He played it on an episode of Scrubs. Basically, those shepherds were totally high. And absolutely, there were not just these magical angels just roaming throughout the sky being like, hey, go to Bethlehem. Like, dude, no, those guys were smoking some serious joints. Uh, Okay, the wise men. That's got to be like, that's, you know, that's like a stripper like group name, like welcome to Chippendales or something. Okay, the wise men were definitely gay, right? I think wise, you know, how do you even know, like, what do you do in, in BC times to be characterized as a wise man? Like, you could call me a wise man. I got multiple degrees. I know a lot about fantasy football. Am I a wise neuroscientist? No. Although I know that you got your your DNA, your RNA. There's like four things in DNA. There's like a T, a U, some other ones. Then you got your cell wall, your mitochondria, your Golgi bodies. So I'm a wise man, I guess, in neuroscience too, but not, you know, probably not other things like uh, like Russian. I don't know much about Russian. So I'm not a, ru- a wise Russian, but I'm wise in other areas. So what do these guys do to become wise? I think it's a mistranslation. I think they're gay. And once, you know, the translators, whoever it was, Peter, Paul, or Mary, figured it out. It was like, well, we can't. You know, because we're apparently, even though Jesus didn't say anything about this, apparently we're doing like an anti-gay agenda. Which, uh, dude, if the church way back in the day had been pro-gay, they would be so powerful now. Can you imagine RuPaul hosting the 700 Club? I don't even really know anything about RuPaul. I know that there's RuPaul's Drag Race. I think RuPaul is a person. I think RuPaul is gay, but I really have no idea. I've never seen the show. I don't know anything about RuPaul. I don't even know what RuPaul's real name is. The church would be unstoppable. So the three three wise men were definitely gay. And then, oh, also you're doing like flamboyant gifts. Like, 
Okay, most people, you go to a baby shower and you give them a bib. You give them a cute onesie. You give them a fun winter's hat. You know what the three wise men were doing? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You, I mean, you might as well do just like, going to pause myself there because I can't think of anything good. Also don't want to like anger the gays. Seems like a bad career move for the Bean Tom podcast. But I just want to say like, Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What do you like? What is a three-year-old kid supposed to do with that? It just seems very flashy, a little flamboyant. Nothing wrong with it, but what is a three-year-old kid supposed to do with like myrrh? I would. I don't. I'm twenty. About to be twenty-eight years old. I don't know what to do with myrrh. I can barely spell it. Myrrh. M Y R R H. It's one of those words with no vowels. Speaking of which, I haven't played any of my word games today. I have, I have a three for one. I go Wordle, I go Wordle, and I quote Quordle. And I haven't done it yet. I thought about doing it live on air, but then I realized I have to pee. And I don't really want to extend the show longer than I have to. Um, oh, and also it took, apparently, according to historical records, for my research I did in my head, it took the three wise men like three years to get to Jesus. What were they doing? It, like... Uh, you know, Babylon or wherever Jesus was born, Israel. Israel didn't exist until the 1940s. We can't call it that. Judah, Judea, Philistine land. I don't really care. The, the Middle East, I guess. It doesn't take, it's not that big. You look, pull it up on a map. It's like, oh yeah, you can go, you boom, boom, boom. Three days, you're done. Donkey, foot, uh, that cool speeder bike that Anakin Skywalker raced on on Tatooine to go to see the uh, Tusken Raiders when his mom Shmi Skywalker was captured by Tusken Raiders and he went into the camp and he killed them all, not just the men, but the women and the children too, like animals. Whether, whatever you're riding, it doesn't take you three years to get to Bethlehem, okay? So they were lollygagging I don't really know what they were doing all that time. Seems like they hesitated a little bit. Um, maybe they said, no, we don't want anything to do with this random-ass brown kid. And then the Spirit of the Lord, all caps, L-O-R-D, maybe blackmailed them. He said, if you don't come out to see my son, then I'm going to expose your coming out party." Again, because they were gay, apparently, which doesn't really tie in with the rest of the conspiracy that I'm exposing. But it just seemed like a good thing to throw in there. Um, Last two things here. We're moving away from the Christian tradition. Uh, Where is Hanukkah in the Old Testament? We got a whole bunch of Christmas. We got the four Gospels, which three of them tell the Christmas story, I think. All but... uh, Mark, maybe. I don't know. Luke definitely does. Matthew does, I think. It's either John or Mark. I can't remember. But Hanukkah, you know, you got your eight candles, you got your menorah, your bar mitzvah. Did, here's a question. Did Jesus have a bar mitzvah? Obviously, if yes, it's something the Christians don't want you know, to know about. But if no, where is this kind of Jewish agenda pushing the Jesus bar mitzvah? 
that's absolutely something we need to know more about. And uh, it's Hanukkah spelled with an H or a C. Okay, let's get to the bottom of that. Maybe next year's show. Finally, I am convinced that there is a new Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer every year, much like Punxsutawney Phil. Look, reindeer are real. They are not magical, mythical uh, creatures who live on uh, year after year without aging like Benjamin Button. They, you know, every, I don't know what I, let's see. Reindeer, reindeer lifespan. Life span. I love Google, man. The average longevity of reindeer is about 15 years in the wild to 20 years in captivity. Every 15 to 20 years, Santa Claus says goodbye. He takes them out behind the woodshed where all the elves sleep in their slave bunks. He shoots Rudolph in the head, and they breed a new one, and they bring in the new Rudolph, and no one bats an eye because Santa's a fucking white dictator like Edi Amin. Go check that out. And boom, you got a new reindeer every year or a new Rudolph every year. So those were some Christmas myths. Finally said it right that I wanted to expose live on the Bean Tom podcast. I said we were going to keep it shorter, but then the whiskey kicked in and I got into the exposés and just I think it was a good episode, though. So uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone. Whatever you celebrate. Uh, Christmas, Hanukkah. I really don't mean to offend any religious groups or people who identify in certain religious ways. I just think that organized religion is bullshit. Um, I think community is amazing. I think uh, believing in some sort of unseen mystical power is just uh, stupid as hell, frankly. Again, not offending, uh, not in tempting to criticize or offend any individual person. I just think certain beliefs are uh, short-sighted and can lead to negative, real-world, impactful consequences. That's how I feel about organized religion, in case you were curious. Um, Merry Christmas to all. Good luck to the four Ferni left standing this week. Uh in the uh, Great White North semifinals, as we look to cha- uh, crown our 17th champion, or year 17 champion, if you will, because it's not going to be a new champion. And uh, that's more or less what I got for you. I got some Chili Mac in the fridge that is calling my name. I got to pee like a racehorse, like a reindeer. And uh, thank you to our Mac for uh, just being a total true professional uh throughout this entire podcast no no bumps no freezes no nothing sounds great and uh, finally and most importantly thank you to the listeners our bean heads remember you can always check out new episodes of the show at soundcloud.com slash beantown podcast or beantownpodcast.com slash podcasts you can also email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantown, B-E-A-N-T, podcast at yahoo.com. Thank you to our sponsors, Home Pride Oregon, Cuts by Q, and the Samson Q2U series. We really appreciate 
you around this time of year. I do not know exactly when we are coming out with our New Year's Eve, New Year's Day special. That is TBD. But I hope uh, you get some time to spend with uh, with your family, with your friends, and uh, certainly, most importantly, I hope you get some time to spend with uh, the Bean Town podcast. So, I hope that everyone has a great day. I hope that uh, you have a great holiday. My name is Quinn Dave Furness. I want you to stay safe. I want you to stay sane. And I will check in on you next time. Bye.